this morning I am really excited to continue in our uh, series, The Great Pursuit, looking at the great pursuit of following Jesus, even in the midst of the sometimes chaoticness and busyness of our lives. Um, If you have your Bibles with you this morning, we're going to be reading from Matthew 11, um, 28 to 30. Um, The verse will also be on the screen as I read the passage, so don't worry if you don't. Um, So let's read together this morning. I'll be reading the passage um, initially from the message version of the Bible. Um, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let us pray together this morning before we get stuck in. Father, as we meet together this morning, we come before you with hearts so grateful for all that you've done for us. We welcome your presence into this place and we seek your guidance and wisdom as we unpack your word together. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together as a community, as family, to seek more understanding of you and draw nearer to you this morning. Each of us is on a unique path in our own faith journey and we pray this morning that you open our hearts and our minds to hear what you have to say to us today. As we enter this time of reflection, may we be filled afresh with your spirit, that we may leave this place renewed and strengthened, hearts ready to carry your message of love and grace into this world. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I feel a slight holy irony this morning as I share, uh, because this week has been particularly busy for me. Um, And as I share this morning on the topic of an unhurried spirit, um, I feel that God has really been teaching me, actually, in the midst of the busyness, how we can still find that unhurriedness and that peace, even when things feel quite full. As many of you know, Julian and I have only been living here in Sutton in London for six months now, Um, but it does feel like we've been here a lot longer. Um, One of the things that really surprised us was how quickly we seemed to adapt and adjust to a slightly faster pace of life than we had um, in rural Lincolnshire. Um, London is a very busy place, and even in Sutton, um, a little bit further out from central London, we still feel that. It's busier than many other parts of the country. Julian, I know, mentioned last week that we have recently been on holiday to Wales, um, which, fun fact, has three sheep for every one human. Um, And I have no idea what the ratio is here in London, but I think there's probably more people than sheep. I think that's probably a fair assumption. Um, The way of life in London, to me, seems busier, quicker and fuller than many other places that I've been to, um, which in light of the verse we're looking at this morning, I think um, means we face a real unique challenge, perhaps more so here in our context today. Jesus invites us to take a real rest, to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. How many of us here want this, want what Jesus is offering us? I know that for me, this is something my soul often yearns for, something that I often want to grasp hold of, but sometimes can feel so distant. Yet Jesus' words are not to stop or to sleep or to leave the busy place. 
All things that I know we often have a tendency to do when we feel overwhelmed. But he invites us to come, walk, and work with him. This morning, we're going to explore Jesus' words in a little bit more um, and allow them to challenge and shape us this morning. So I hope you're ready to do this with me. Before we get started, I wanted to look at a little bit of background so that we could understand some of the context of this verse. Um, I love the way that the message, the message version that I read earlier interprets this because it's just, it resonates with me in a way that um, is quite unique and is different in different seasons of life. Um, we're going to do a very quick uh, look at why we have different versions just to explain why that is. Because um, the Bible was not written in English, um, but mainly in Greek and Hebrew. Um, and because of that, different translations can help us to understand what the scripture really means. Which is what the message translation has done here. It's taken the Greek, which I don't know if anyone in the room is fluent in Greek. I know a little bit, but I'm not fluent. I couldn't read the scripture in Greek. Um, but it changes it into a language that we understand here in London in the 21st century today. And it's in a way that resonates with us. I think this verse is really important to help um, understand why different translations can sound so different. Um, if this is something that really interests you and you want to dive deeper, um, the Bible Society online has some brilliant resources. Um, but in summary, the reason we have different translations is because there are different ways to translate. Um, anyone here who speaks more than one language or perhaps even had to look at a language at school for a couple of years will know that sometimes a literal translation of another language makes absolutely no sense in English, which is why different versions are really helpful. Some are more literal and some are more focused on being easy to read or for another reason altogether. So because of that, um, I, I find it quite helpful sometimes to compare different versions to help us understand better what they mean. There's a lot of context in this verse that we see when we look at a more um, literal translation. So I'm going to read the same passage now in the New International Version of the Bible, which translates a little bit more literally. It says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In this version, we see the imagery and the metaphor used by Jesus, which is really, really helpful um, for us this morning. It offers this beautiful, rich imagery of what it means to find rest and live with a spirit that's unhurried while still having a full and sometimes chaotic life. The imagery of a yoke is a farming analogy. I don't know if anyone here knows much about farming, um, but a yoke is a farming tool that joins two animals together, usually oxen, um, so they can share the workload evenly and be more productive. It's really interesting to me that this analogy is used when Jesus is talking about rest because it really does suggest that we find rest in the middle of doing all the stuff. Sometimes an older, more experienced animal is yoked with a younger, less experienced animal, so that the older animal can train the younger animal whilst they work together. It's an interesting image. By using this illustration, Jesus is asking us to share and be partners with him in his work, in his ministry and his service. 
He's also telling us that he'll train and guide us. And I, I find it really interesting to see this analogy alongside how the message earlier translated it, because it reframes this idea of Jesus giving us rest as a break from or moving away from doing stuff, um, but rather that the rest co comes um, from doing life and ministry with Jesus in his strength rather than our own. It makes it clear to me that when Jesus promises us rest, he doesn't mean that we stop everything or stop doing everything he's commanded us, but that we're called to work and do the stuff alongside him as he leads us. Burden and weariness, in my own experience, usually comes either from when I'm doing more than I should be doing or when I try to do it in my own strength and I'm not relying on Jesus. I know like, how often I know in my life that we try to just get everything done or to achieve more before we ask God what he desires and what his will is in the situation. We live in a world where we're pressured to perform and achieve, yet Jesus offers us another way, an alternative from this way of living. Jesus offers our soul rest as we learn from him. In the verse, Jesus said, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. As I read the start of that verse, how many of us can relate to those words spoken by Jesus? Perhaps this morning you're sitting here ready to give up, ready to quit. Perhaps you're exhausted, worn out, fed up of the doing, the activity, all while still feeling perhaps a little bit distant from Jesus. It's in the midst of our challenges that Jesus invites us to come to him. He knows how we feel. It's not a shock to him, even though at times I know that I do. I want to hide how I'm really feeling. In those moments when we most want to hide, when retreat feels like the only real option to us, Jesus invites us to come to him, to rest and be refreshed. In the hustle and bustle of the fast-paced lives that we lead, there are moments when we find ourselves weary, worn out, and burdened. There's demands of work, family, the pace of life, all of the commitments that we have can lead us, leave us feeling like we're on the verge of giving up. We can feel the weight of those expectations, the responsibilities, the pursuit of perfection even, and it can leave a toll on us, not just spiritually, but emotionally, physically and our well-being. In those moments of exhaustion, it's easy sometimes to feel a disconnect with our faith. It's almost as if our relationship with Jesus in those moments can feel reduced to a mere routine or obligation. It's in those very moments, in those moments of complete weariness, that Jesus offers us a beacon of hope. He extends a profound invitation. Come to me. These words, I think, resonate and with this timeless and beautiful truth that speaks to the very heart of our humanity. In these moments, perhaps when we feel the most vulnerable, when we're tempted to hide how we really feel, Jesus invites us to come to him as we are in the midst of everything that we feel. This invitation isn't born out of an ignorance. Jesus knows how we feel. He was human. He lived a human life. He had human emotions. It's not a surprise to Jesus that we want to hide 
our doubts, our struggles. But instead, he invites us to come to him, to acknowledge those things. And he has a genuine desire to provide us with peace and strength. It's worth noting that Jesus extends this invitation in the darkest of moments. It's precisely in that moment when we want to retreat that he says and invites us to come to him. His voice can cut through the noise and chaos of life and offer us peace and refreshment. When I hear the words, come to me, I hear an intimate, personal question. It's an invitation to draw near, to enter into a deeper relationship with him. It goes beyond religious rituals, goes beyond surface level faith, it goes beyond um, obligations that we might feel. But it's an invitation to experience that transformational power of Jesus and his presence in every aspect of our lives. In a world where independence and self-sufficiency is so celebrated, the act of coming to Jesus when we are weary and tired is such a countercultural thing to do. It acknowledges that we're limited and that we have challenges and recognizes our need for Jesus and his love, his peace and his rest. Jesus' invitation shows us how much he loves and cares so much for us. He is not distant, he's not indifferent to our struggles. Instead, he's concerned with us and our well-being. He's concerned with knowing us. He's a saviour who is so concerned with us. And coming to him in our moments of weariness is an act of faith. But it's a declaration that we trust him to provide the rest that our souls need. The invitation, come to me. It's timeless. It's a compassionate call that I think resonates with us in all circumstances and all situations throughout the ages. It's an invitation to shed those burdens of weariness and to find strength in his presence. When we respond to this invitation, we can discover that our weariness is met with his rest. Our doubts are met with his assurance and our struggles are met with his grace. Jesus offers us an oasis of peace and a sanctuary of hope, reminding us that we're never alone. In the midst of this fast-paced way that we live, there's an invitation that invites us to live in a different way, a way that's different from the frantic, stressed pace of the world. And this is beautifully articulated in the message version where it says, come and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. It challenges that notion that we must strive and work harder, carrying that weight of our burdens without respite. Instead, Jesus invites us to live a life characterized by grace, rest and inner peace. On Friday, I was sat in a train station um, in Birmingham um, which, which was busy on a usual day, but as some of you would have seen in the news, there's lots of floods. Pretty much every train up north was cancelled. Thankfully, I was coming down south, so my train was okay. Um, but the station I was in in Birmingham was so busy because people let, all over the place were being told their trains were cancelled. And in the midst of this, I spotted people reacting in several different ways. Some people had a kind of calm acceptance that this was just happening and we've just got to deal with it. 
other people had utter frustration. They, they were getting upset, they were getting stressed. And both groups of people had no control over this situation. They were often talking to people who were working in the station who also had no control over the situation. But the way they chose to respond to me demonstrated either an inner peace or an inner turmoil. Now, I recognize there's a whole host of reasons why people might respond in different ways. But in the midst of, both, of different people experiencing exactly the same situation, there was a difference in how people chose to respond. Now, in all situations, I believe we have a choice as to how we react. We can allow Jesus to teach us how to live and work from a place of rest and grace rather than stress, burden and weariness. So that even in those moments when life is unexpected, when things feel pressured, we can still feel that our soul is at rest. The idea of the unforced rhythms of grace, to me, speaks of not needing to exhaust ourselves in the pursuit of God's favor or approval. Um, the reality is that God loves you so much and nothing you can do will even make him love you any more or any less. You already have his favor and nothing you can do, whether good or bad, can make you less or more favored by him. He loves you incredibly. So that pursuit of, of wanting to gain more of his love, favor and approval is, is, is pointless because he loves us so much already. It's that understanding that grace is freely given and it's not something we can earn through trying harder, working harder and striving. And that's not to say we don't do the stuff because um, God chooses to partner with us and that's a beautiful choice of working with him that we have. Um, but it allows us and encourages us to align our lives with that flow of grace. And to me, that's really freeing. It's a really freeing thing the more I think about it and try to understand. Grace means the unmerited favor and love of God, extending to us despite, thank goodness, our imperfections and shortcomings. It's that acknowledgement that we don't have to live with a constant sense of striving um, or trying to earn our worthiness. Instead, we can rest in the assurance of God's love because his grace really is more than sufficient to cover all of our inequities. Freeing again, because let's be honest, everyone is conscious of those moments where perhaps we fall a little bit short of perfection. One of the key messages of, that, of the good news of the gospel of Jesus is his transformative love and his offer of grace. In contrast to sometimes the legalism and um, burdensome expectations that we sometimes face in society and life, Jesus offers us hope, love, and grace. He emphasizes to us that relationship is so much more important than rules, that we can come to him invited, we can choose to come and learn those unforced rhythms of grace. It's a beautiful phrase to sum up what Jesus has to say to us this morning. Throughout his ministry, Jesus interacted with people from all walks of life. He welcomed sinners, he dined with outcasts and healed the sick. He was compassionate and grace-filled and loved all people. He didn't impose heavy religious yokes, but offered, us, offered rest from the weary and a light burden. This radical approach that Jesus um, acted out 2,000 years ago on earth challenged the conventional norms of his time, and it continues to challenge ours today. 
for those of us who choose to follow Jesus, we can experience life from a different perspective. Instead of constantly striving to meet impossible standards or feeling burdened by the demands of the world, we're invited to accept Jesus' grace. The world we live in often promotes a relentless pursuit of success, productivity, and achievement. It can be a place of fierce competition where a rest is a luxury and grace is seen as a weakness. Many people experience stress and burnout and that inner turmoil as they try to keep up with that relentless pace. The unforced rhythms of grace that Jesus speaks of invite us to step out of this frantic race and into a different way of living, a life where we find rest for our souls and a sense of peace, even in the midst of life's challenges. We don't have to bear our burdens alone. Jesus offers us a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. As I watched at the train station in Birmingham this week, um, choosing to learn the unforced rhythms of grace, to me, showed a different lens, a different way of looking at the situations around me. It offers us an ability to respond with inner peace, even when we have no control over external events. It's a choice that we all have this morning. Can we accept the gift of grace and learn from Jesus how to live and work with him from a place of rest? Or do we choose to continue on a path of stress and weariness driven by the world? And it's hard. It can be difficult. And I, I, I know in my own life, I, I often feel torn between the two. But this morning, have you experienced those unforced rhythms of grace that Jesus teaches us? Perhaps you need to be reminded of them this morning, or perhaps you are yearning this morning for rhythms of unforced grace that you've never experienced. But stillness is hard, right? Stillness can be a really hard thing to find. Often I sit and want to be still, but feel distracted by so many things. It could be something as simple as my phone vibrating in another room pulls me out of that space of stillness. The constant pressures that we face mean that life is often hectic and demanding. When I think back to school, um, I can remember having no time to just sit and be even then. Breaks were short, time was full of lessons and the pressures of exams and coursework. And in our adult lives, I, I feel like that just continues, right? We have more deadlines to meet, we have a home to sustain, families to care for, friendships to keep in touch with, amongst so much more. Our schedules get full and busy, leaving little time for room and for pausing or reflecting. Stillness can feel elusive, almost paradoxical. I know there's been moments where I've wanted to be still but can only think about all the things that I want to do, right? But this morning, I just want to suggest a few practical things that I've found really helpful to find stillness in the busyness of life. And these three things, I think, are really essential in our faith journey to help us connect with Jesus um, and find moments of rest and peace. It's not impossible finding stillness and peace, but it does require intention and practice. And often we need practical tools in our daily routine to help us. So the first thing for me that I find essential to finding that stillness is prayer. It's a powerful tool that we're given to be able to communicate with God, to be in relationship with him and being his presence. 
We can bring our concerns, our fears, our busyness, our schedules to him and see what he has to say into those situations. Regular moments of prayer, I know for me, ground me. They provide me a sense of, um, of calm and remind me of what life is all about. I'd encourage all of us that prayer really is essential. It helps us to refocus and be grounded in the will of God. Sometimes for me, I know I need to carve out space away from everything that's going on um, to, to do that. And so one of the tools that we have um, is our prayer room at the Dolphin that's open 24-7 that you can book out and use if you find you need a space that's perhaps a little bit away from the day-to-day -day of your regular routine. And um, the second thing for me is reading the Bible Engaging with scriptures, I absolutely love the Bible. It speaks to me in a new way every time I read it. And reading it can be such a source of inspiration and guidance and stillness. It helps me to understand what um, God has to say to me in the moments that I face. There are some really great tools out there. If you, I know for me, sometimes I find it really hard to find a plan or um, to come up with a structure for reading the Bible. And there are some great resources that do that for you. Um, one of the ones that I found really helpful when life is really busy is Lectio 365. It's an app you can, you can get. Um, and you literally press play and it talks you through a reflection and reads you to you passages of the Bible. There are lots of, of tools like that. Um, I'd encourage you to find something that works for you. Um, and the third thing that I think sometimes I'm better at and sometimes I find harder is carving in Sabbath rest. The concept of having a day of rest and reflection is so important. When we go back to creation on the seventh day, even God rested. Observing a regular Sabbath, it allows us to disconnect from the demands of life. And that doesn't mean doing nothing for 24 hours. Um, one of the things that I love to do if I'm um, marking out time to rest is to go for a long walk, find somewhere to go to explore that's different. Um, so I'd encourage you to think about how you might explore what Sabbath rest means, not just for you, but for your family. As we come to Jesus, as we listen to his voice, teaching us the unforced rhythms of grace, what practical things could you put in place this week to respond to his invitation to come? In our quest to discover those unforced rhythms of grace and cultivate that unhurriedness in our spirit, we often encounter this profound tension that we've already spoke about, the struggle to reconcile the pressures we face and the busyness with the inner peace that we so desire. It's paradoxical, and yet it's one that I believe really does hold the key to us to help us understand how to find peace and rest. Jesus, our relationship with Jesus and our time with him becomes our sanctuary. When we remain connected to him, his grace embraces us and guides us through everything we go through. In Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, Paul writes, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Each of our races, each of our journeys is unique. It's not a competition. Sometimes I know I can look at other people who perhaps in different ways in their faith journey have it more together than me. 
Perhaps they um, seem to understand the Bible better than, than I do, or they pray in a way that seems to be a lot more eloquent. And that's okay, because we're there to encourage and strengthen one another. Our faith journey is personal. There is no fixed finish line in the race of life. There's no trophy to win. Instead, our destination is the journey, getting to know Jesus better. So let us embrace the journey. Let us recognize that it's unique to each of us. And let us remember that the race is not a competition. Let's come to Jesus, learn his unforced rhythms of grace, and find rest in our souls. Um, I'm going to invite the worship team back um, up this morning. We're going to um, engage in a time of worship in a moment. But before we do, um, would you stand with me as we pray? Uh, Father, as we come to the end of our time of of teaching and unpacking your word, we thank you that you care so deeply about us and that you speak to us today. We pray that you'd help us to find those unforced rhythms of grace. Help guide us, help us come to you and prompt us in the things that you'd like us to do to draw near to you over this next week and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen.